And then I didn't even. It's just like. Oh shoot! You're like oh darn! Really? Because I've got a parry for it. You were doing that for like five seconds. This is gonna go great. everybody to another episode of this is my bourbon podcast it's episode 99 i can't believe it we're just one away from 100 but we're not at 100 yet and because we're not there yet i figured wait that's not even how i wanted to phrase that chad and sarah are here from it's bourbon night okay let's go that <laughs> so that i don't want to waste my 100th episode on these two so to <laughs> get us there I mean. that's not what i mean so to warm us up for the I 100th was do- i felt like i was doing I a, chad and sarah over. Uh, i felt like i was doing a grand tour like leading up to and then we can get the real 100. stars on for episode 100 yeah curtis and swan and um there's a surprise guest that's going to be there too. See? I'm not even going to tell. See? Yeah, I'm not even going to tell you about it yet. Um, we understand. You guys are still. Spe- I'm trying to do the <laughs> thing where it's like, hey, look at where we started, and here's where we are now. And you guys were part of where we started. Yeah. I mean, like I said that's before, true. we started recording today. Y'all were episode seven, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now it's episode ninety nine, and yeah. like that's just. And that was. No, our living first runner up. That was in my living room. It was in, in your Richmond. living room. Then it was in your kitchen. Yes. And now, now, it's, now in, it's in your studio. Yes. Yeah. How and exciting. I, yes. Mm-hmm. Things have changed a lot since then. A long, strange um, trip. Including uh, nuptials, which is yeah. not a word that I, I love using, but this is the first time on air that I've been able to say, mm-hmm. congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. To the, the, per- I, the Perkinses. I suppose this is the first podcast that we've done as a married couple. <laughs> Correct. Now tell me, what's changed since uh, everyone keeps you said asking I that. do? Do you feel different? Honestly, no. Yeah, and why does everyone say. ask me that instead of him? Well, I, was asking you, oh. I was asking you both, no, really. But... Yeah, yeah. Do you feel any different? No, I feel exactly the same. My left no. hand feels a little heavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I always just tell them I feel relieved. You know? Take that how you will, Sarah. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally get it. Like, there's a lot of pressure put on you. Yeah. Up until then, people are like, are you excited? Are you nervous? Can you not wait? What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Do you think you're going to throw up? Do you still want to do it? And I'm like... <laughs> Can you back off me? I'm trying to be at the grocery store. The worst thing, too, is like, there's always that one person who's like, now, what are you going to do when something goes wrong? You know, like they're trying to incite that fear in you. You're like, who are you, first of all? (laughs) And why why are you, yeah, why is this a thing that you you think you need to ask? Right? That's like you go pick out a brand new puppy and someone's like, now, are you prepared for the final days of its life? And you're like, Ah! <laughs> you would never do this is that day zero you would never say that to someone no. so i don't know why people are like well if it doesn't last forever <laughs> what are you gonna do i'm like what is wrong with you I why mean, that, would you ask me that question that would be like if the minister put in like a divorce rate statistic <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that 50 percent of marriages in 62.9 percent i don't know what it is i think it is actually 50 percent is it 50 yeah. yeah so look to your left and look That's to your right gross. and uh, <laughs> you got a 50 50 shot yeah well my money's on you so all right wait is that good yeah okay good well i'm just gonna say 
cheers to not being in the 50% and being part of the other 50%. That's right. Yeah. You guys. Cheers so, to the other 50%. Happy being married. Thank Clank. Oh, also, we're Thank doing you. Flying Blind. This is, oh. some, this is some episode. Yeah. <laughs> it is an episode. Twists and turns at every corner. Should I just go ahead and... I feel like I should go ahead and tell you guys what it is. I think you is. just should because mm-hmm. it's really tasty. It's it's my birth year turkey, which I didn't... Um, I hadn't shared with you guys up until now. Almost mm. two months after my birthday. No, it's really good. Yeah. 86 proof. And this is um, just after we had my birth year turkey that's right thanks to you perry on the live show mm-hmm. the 1980 go oh. back and watch that as well that's a 101 eight year and it's fantastic so i don't know if anyone told you but my birthday is on sunday i was born in 89 yes, so you can is. just pull out that 89 turkey oh, from wherever shoot. you've got it <laughs> i'm joking i don't I know. assume that you actually <laughs> have one do i have anything from 89 i don't think i do it's okay it's a joke. I have some, I've, some I've, VHS tapes from 89. I've probably got some uh, uh, pre-fire that was distilled around that time. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to kind of go through and reread the labels and everything. But we'll, oh, take, man, we'll, we take, we'll take care um, of it, I promise. We didn't tell you about uh, the pre-fire that we had at Bourbon and Beyond Sunday. You know, I keep completely what, forgetting what, about what that because that weekend was such a blur. I know. It was, it such was a blur. the day after our wedding. We went to Bourbon and Beyond because we were like, this will be fun. And it was fun. But you people were there. Were you like, saw us. You're crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we moseyed on over to the Silver Dollar tent. Oh, that or, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so we were that in there sense. and we were like, what can we get for like a decent price that we can either never get like anywhere else? Celebratory. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, a celebratory pour that we really can't get anywhere else or we haven't seen before. And it was called... Oh, Bourbon Royal. Bourbon Royal. I think you have the better pictures of it. It was ugly. I was I've taking, never even heard of that. Never I was heard taking of it. pictures just to get the size. Just for the info. Yeah, for the info. Um, but it was uh, bottled in Kentucky by Bourbon Royal Distilling Company, which we know doesn't exist. Bargetown, Nelson County, Kentucky. So we think... Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill. Yeah. And it looked, it looked, it had the, I'm trying to see if you have one in your cabinet. You know, the, the neck tag that was on the Heaven Hill 90s. Yes. And probably the, mm-hmm. the, the Yeah, VIBs. it had like a collar. It had that yeah. exact same collar. And it yeah, was yeah. basically the same mm-hmm. bottle. It was the same so bottle. It's Heaven Hill. It, we're pretty sure it's Heaven Hill. The yeah. label reminds me a lot of Bourbon Deluxe, hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. looks very similar. It was quite Royal. tasty. Oh, and it was a Japanese export. Export. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is an Italian export. See down there. The, oh. Yeah. Oh, look. Japanese characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you like for me to translate them? Yes, please do. I will not. It was <laughs> it was 12-year age-stated, 100 proof, if I'm remembering right, and it was delicious. I believe it. Yeah. But Free let's talk more is. about what we're drinking right now, yeah, Chad. We're let's not, live, well, this is, let's this live is, in the present and not so, in the past. Well, this right. is yeah, so to what good we've been drinking. that it reminded me of oh, that. Oh, I see. Ah. This, I am very happy. Look, would I have preferred for it to have been 101 proof? Yeah, absolutely. But at 86, oh, excuse me, 86.8 proof. There you go. Um, it's, the, it's that eight tenths of a point mm-hmm. that really make it No, it's sure does taste a whole lot better than the... 81 nowadays i mean i know it's a little higher but it's not that much higher the color alone is Mm -hmm. yeah a stark difference 
It's quite delicious. Okay, now I need to save the rest of it for next year's birthday yeah. because the half the bottle's already gone. What happened? Well, Perry Pours happened. Perry Pours happened. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> deny it. No, I, I really am happy with this. I, I couldn't have asked for a, really a better birthier bottle, mm-hmm. I don't think. And um, it's it's interesting because I was kind of wondering whether or not it was going to open up a lot in two months. And really, it stayed pretty consistent, which doesn't always happen with, with dusty bottles. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. they kind of turn a little bit. Take a turn. But in this case... It stayed about the same. Yeah. Anyway, this is a really good pour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's got that um, hint of the older turkey dusty funk, but it doesn't have the funk. It's just got that the richness mm-hmm. that they have without like kind of like ooh, it's kind of funky. Yeah. Dusty yeah. funk sounds like a band name. So. It, it's my band. So. <laughs> Chad and the Dusty C- Funks. C Perk and the Dusty Funks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Anyway. Dusty Funk and the Old Turkeys. <laughs> oh. There we go. I like it. Well, anyway, like that. that was kind of flying blind. It was mostly the flying part because it was turkey. Mm-hmm. We've had this conversation. Turkeys, turkeys fly, fly, right? No. Oh, I thought we had this conversation. And turkeys can fly. I think they can like get a little bit of air, but like they're not going anywhere. No wait, they can fly. <laughs> just a little bit, just like two flaps. Turkeys cannot fly. This is literally the second time we've had this conversation. <laughs> See, but the problem is, podcast. Perry, we're always drinking when we have this conversation. You're right, so and I, I have to do this again. Well, I never think, remember. I think I was on the other side last time, and now <laughs> I find myself on the opposite side. You yeah. think that turkeys can fly? I think I did then, and now I'm like, no, they can't fly. No, they cannot fly. They're like ostriches. Yes. Ah, here correct. we go. While the turkey you cook, this is such a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> While the turkey you cook for Thanksgiving has never been airborne. <laughs> what? A Thank you sad... for that weird qualifier. Thanks for making me feel really awful about this turkey's life. You ate it, and before that, it couldn't even fly. You so were, you're a real you were jerk. Pumped for my pleasure. <laughs> It never had the joy of flight. <laughs> Wild turkeys can fly. What? Uh, yes. Yes. Wild uh, apparent, turkeys? Uh, uh, wild turkeys can fly. Well, what's the difference between so a wild... Well, so the do wild they, turkeys... Do they clip the their wild. wings? <laughs> but the ones, the ones that we eat for Thanksgiving are the ones that like, they raise in captivity. How? Much yeah. like chickens Yeah, that you saw. But, you, on, but people can go out and shoot turkeys, too. Like, hunt them. Yeah. Right. And that's considered a wild turkey. Yes. Correct. And then they can fly. Yes. yes. So... My question is, what's the difference other than the fact that they're raised in captivity? Do they clip their wings? Like, it's an unwild turkey. It doesn't, have, just the, it doesn't have the spirit to fly. <laughs> they don't have that Kentucky spirit. No one, no one, yeah. It's not in that tradition. They're not a rare breed. <laughs> they don't have the Kentucky spirit. It's, I'm going to slap you. They're just a <laughs> wild turkey. You know, they're, they're kept in their master's keep. Oh, here's something. Uh, they have to fly, however, because they roost in trees at night. What? I feel like this is the exact same reaction I had last time. Actually, what? I don't know if this was the, the answer that I got the what? last time that what we looked this up. What is this source? Um, li- live science, live science dot okay. com. Sounds I'm going to okay. go with live Pretty science. Pretty legit. Okay, but dogs can't look up. Okay. That, that's not true. That's from Shaun of the Dead. It was on the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh, they okay. were having that argument, but dogs can't look up. Yes, they uh, can. Anyway, flying blind. Flying blind. <laughs> hey, guys, what have you been drinking recently? Oh, oh. Well, Hello. what have we been drinking recently? Well, I've been revisiting the um, 
the Peerless Bourbon because we uncorked that mm. not too long ago, and I've been coming back to it to see how it's been opening up, and I've been I've been in increasingly pleased with it. What'd I you, agree. What do you think about it? I, I think that um, well, first and foremost, I was extremely surprised with how good it was when I first opened it. I thought that it was going to because I wasn't really a big fan of the Peerless Rye, mm -hmm. and. When I had the, the Peerless Bourbon for the first time, I was like, this is really good, especially at three years old. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it was just the single barrel that I had. Your all's was, uh, what, 109.1? 109.5. Yours was 109.5. Okay, mine's 109.1. So not a whole big difference, but, um, you know, I am curious, just kind of barrel to barrel, yeah. what, what the difference is. In this case, though... I'm I'm very happy with it. Yeah, I think it's a, a good little bottle. That being said, I really didn't want to spend more than twenty five dollars, which is why I asked you to get that pick this up. Well, two hundred yeah. mil. Yeah, mm -hmm. and but but that I think that's cool that 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 they offer those though yeah, for people too. who do feel that way. Totally, I feel you like you can if still you're, experience it if you're over seventy five, eighty dollars. Mm -hmm. I feel like you should put your product in a two hundred and a three seven five <laughs> to give and people or, yeah. the yeah. option. Like, oh, you. Don't have a hundred dollars to spend on a seven fifty. Well, here's a two hundred milliliter right. for thirty. Yeah, we still want your money. We don't want to scare you away. And then I think that's a great <laughs> idea, though, because if people are hesitant, then you you purchase this smaller bottle for less money. And if you really love it, you'll come back and buy the big bottle. So, mm -hmm. I think it's a great way to get people to be introduced to your product, even if it is at a, maybe a steeper price point. Now that that being said, I don't know if my reaction to it persuaded me to buy a full 750 of it mm. because i mean it is still a hundred dollars yeah right would i rather spend a hundred dollars on a peerless three-year-old bourbon or on william larue weller if you can <laughs> well, find, yeah. it. If you have the find option. it right but no you no know problem. i would i would rather save for it than just blow it on the the peerless bourbon sure mm -hmm. i think we're in a time where it's really tough to like make that comparison and make that call because there are so many more premium uh -huh. options out there right now and everyone's feeling is why would i spend a hundred dollars on that when i could have a blank yeah um there are so many ways that you can fill in that blank when i could have an elijah craig barrel proof when i can have three you know, rare breeds three rare breeds yeah. when i can ha potentially get a william Lurie weller when mm -hmm. i could potentially get a pappy yeah like there's just so many releases out. I totally understand where you're coming from. Like if I have a hundred dollars to spend and I have to choose wisely, like how am I going to spend it? I totally agree. Um, that's fair. I just think like maybe in the future you would want to pick up the peerless because of the experience that you have with that yeah. small bottle. Like I think it just serves that audience that feels that way. Mm -hmm. You can still try it. Now you're introduced to the brand. You're talking about it right now, mm -hmm. which is great. From their perspective, like, point. yeah, you're doing word of mouth for them. Um, and yet, it, at the same time, you got the benefit of not having to pay the full the full right. $100 price. So. Right. I think it's great when they have the little 200s of a pricey brand because then if you're looking for, like, a unique present for somebody, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to mm -hmm. get them some, some Peerless. I'm going to get them a $100 bourbon without having to spend $100. Right. And then, hopefully, that person, <laughs> it just really uh, clicks with them, and then they become like a lifelong fan. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's just so many positives for, for having. I think some people would argue against this though and say that by divvying it up into the small bottles for these people to have like a couple of drinks of, you're robbing 
of a limited release, you're robbing the people who truly love the brand or the, the bottle from getting a full bottle because now there are less bottles available because they divided it up. That's so a imagine tough if, argument. What if they divided Pappy up into these teeny tiny little bottles? More and people so that, could get Pappy. True, more people could get, get Pappy, but everyone gets a less amount of Pappy, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, but... I'm not saying I, I agree know. with that. It's, I'm just playing devil's advocate. It's interesting. I kind of view it as sharing the wealth around a little bit. I agree you know? with that. And I wonder what it would do with the flippers. Like, if it could just piss off the flippers that they didn't get a full bottle and everyone who got no, wanted to taste it... No, they would still get the it, small ones. W- ...could buy it and taste it? <laughs> I, I do think more people would open bottles if they were just 200 milliliters. I agree. I think people would open it, taste yeah. it, and decide for themselves whether it's worth it. Because then they wouldn't to pay have that, that secondary Ooh, price. Eighteen hundred dollars on the secondary. I could I could sell it. You know, if it's just like, well, I could get two hundred dollars for this, or I could see what this whole, whole pappy thing's about and actually open it and drink it. I haven't had a chance to ask you guys yet. We'll get back to what we've been drinking here in a second. But <laughs> I haven't had a chance found the topic. to. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't had a chance to ask you about what your all's thoughts were on the Van Winkle panel at Bourbon and Beyond. Mm. Yeah. Where they came out and said that they spent money on lawyers to shut down the secondary market. Yeah. I see it from both sides. Totally. Mm-hmm. I, but I think I lean a little bit more towards the Van Winkles in this case. Yeah, I don't know. I I um, would have to listen to that panel. Because I think it's out there, right? It's out, it it's is, on. yeah. Bourbon Pursuit put yeah. it out last week. Yeah, I just saw um, the headline. Of- I, I'd mm-hmm. want to listen to the whole panel and hear people who you know have a lot more invested in it than than I do to hear their points. But yeah, like you said, I can see it on on both sides. Um, it's good and it's bad, just like the secondary is is good and it's bad. It's just you know, it's it's the nature it's of the beast. Not cut and dry. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I find it interesting, and I also find it interesting that they came public with that right saying it was us raised their hand and oh, basically it, said we it, told it was us yeah we're the whistleblower <laughs> we got the whole class in trouble <laughs> not like they have a brand <laughs> didn't we have homework the other day <laughs> not yes. like they um, have a brand that w- is going to suffer from it it's not like no. people are going to be like i'm never i mean people are saying i'm never going to buy a bottle of pappy again but you have the rest of the world that's saying good maybe i can finally get one so it's not like they are going to lose sales over this but so also anyone could do it it's them. How many of those people that are saying, I'm never going to buy it again, have ever bought it in the first place? I mean, I don't know. Maybe 50-50. It, it just, it sounds very hyperbolic <laughs> in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people boycott things today. It's like, That's true. until it's inconvenient and then they don't boycott it yeah, anymore. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a standpoint on it because I have never been a participant in the secondary market. So... <coughs> Other than trading between friends in person, like I don't have never done anything like that. So I can't say, oh, good or no, that's bad because I don't know. Um, I think that what they're trying to do is put a pin in flippers who are taking what they've worked so hard to make that they're charging X price for and that these people are doing one small thing and then they're profiting off of it. And I totally understand that. And I think that, you know, they're going to accomplish some of that by shutting down the secondary market, but people are still going to find a way to do it. Um, I think that what they're really hurting is the communities that have been built around this of trading, of conversation, of like, you know, people 
will say, I'll give you three bottles of this for that bottle mm-hmm. of Pappy. And like, that's really not hurting anyone. And we could do that offline. Yeah. Like, or is it hurting someone? And I'm just not aware of it. I don't if, know. If they bought that bottle as trade fodder, it's pretty much the same thing as buying it to sell it to flip. True. Because then you're saying, oh, well, if it's worth $1,800, I want $1,800 worth of bottles for a trade. Right. Sure. But at that point, I mean, like, <laughs> it's kind of your freedom. It's your purchase. Like, you can kind of barter ha- it however you want. It's mm-hmm. worth what it's worth to you. And if someone says, hey, I want to offer you eight bottles of this for that, and you say, okay, fair deal, then, like, I don't know. I feel like this is, like, elementary school stuff, like trading Pokemon <laughs> cards. You know what I'm saying, though? Um, yeah, no, like, absolutely. That's 100% up to your discretion. I'll yeah. trade you my but, banana for your snack pack. So, exactly. I just don't know, though. I don't know that that's the group that they're after, people who are trading that way. I think that they're really aiming to to target the flippers, and I think that they've done a good job of putting a dent in that, but it's never going to stop. People are always going to find a way. H- having listened to that actual panel, their argument seems to be more founded on trying to prevent counterfeiting. Which uh, is a big it thing. Is. Yeah, with it more, more so than the, the secondary sales. <clears throat> that being said, though, there is that argument to be made that, yeah, they aren't making any money when a bottle is sold on secondary. And I, I think, I again, I can see it from both sides. Yes, they have already sold their product. Yes, they have made their profits. It is, you know, the, the consumer's decision what they want to do with it after that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what I'm getting at at this point. What I'm getting at is the, the counterfeiting side of it. A, can be dangerous. And B, it, it, it just gives bourbon a bad name true and it gives the bourbon community a really bad name and if we are all about transparency as it seems like we are right now in the bourbon boom i think that a lot of that also should fall to the consumer Mm -hmm. and the consumer is not just limited to the primary market going into a liquor store buying online whatever and when i say buying online i mean talking about store or excuse me um, websites that allow like actual retail. Yeah, exact retail. Thank you. There, there still needs to be that transparency. And so I think it just hurts the image of bourbon. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is sort of a transformed issue of the reason why the, you know, bottle and bond act, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. So it's like that in this day and age, you know, people have gotten so good at counterfeiting something. They could put whatever they want in there and like, someone's got to stop it. And I think that like the correct decision was made before in order to do that. Um, but people have just gotten, I guess, better at counterfeiting. Sure. I mean, just like more resources with, with, uh, with money, you know, and they kept having to do changes to currency because people just get better at counterfeiting. So then the question becomes, does, does there need to be something in the bottling process that prevents counterfeiting? Is that possible? Like it has to have the hologram on it. If it but doesn't you have know the hologram, I mean? it's not a it's not an authentic Captain Van know. Winkle. Yeah, which I don't know. Totally goes against its old charm, yeah, authenticity type of stuff. But you know, it's also like I hear your point about bad for the bourbon community. Um, but kind of on the same coin are um, craft distilleries that are putting out bad products that become someone's first uh, experience of bourbon too i mean it's just it, it can be just just as bad like there's there's other things out there that are that are bad for the community and yes counterfeiting is one 
but there's there's other stuff that, that that's out there that's bad too i don't disagree with you but i i think we have to look at it on the high profile mm-hmm. scale and so many more people know the name pappy van winkle than they do and i'm not saying they're bad wilderness trail I love Wilderness Trail. I mean, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to but knock them or their products. I'm just using them as a, a, a an example for a craft distillery. Yeah. And so I think that there's kind of a trickle down effect in this case. That you know, if we're establishing this quality from the top, or this i uh, this idea of transparency from the top, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to the bottom. That should still be expected. I'm not disagreeing with you necessarily. Yeah. I'm just kind of challenging so it by are you, are you saying like brand standards? If someone brand recognition. If someone finally bought their first bottle of Pappy and it turned out to be a, a counterfeit bottle, and because of the reputation of Pappy as being the best bourbon in the world and they had it and it wasn't good, that would be more hurt that would be more damaging to I, that person than if they bought a sixty dollar bottle that unknowingly to them because they didn't know to look was a six month not very good tasting bourbon i mean which one would turn them off more to going to buy that 20 dollar bottle of wild turkey 101 instead i feel like it's more like if you can't trust this product that's supposed to be the top of the top to be quality and exactly what you paid for then how can you trust any of it who else is out there doing stuff like this and you just don't know about it because you know about Pappy because it's the highest profile. And then do you just like lose faith in bourbon altogether as like a trustworthy thing? I think that's where my trickle down argument yeah. kind of comes into play. I don't I, know. I guess maybe I, I'm basing it more on like trying to put myself in that spot. If I didn't know no, absolutely. a whole lot about bourbon and I got a bottle of what I, unknowingly to me was counterfeit Pappy and I was like, man, this sucks. Well, good it is overhyped like everyone says uh ooh, 22 dollars for larceny hey i like this more than like i don't know to me it just seems like spending 50 or 60 dollars on what people tell me is a good level for bourbon that's how you pretty much know you're gonna get something good right 50 60 dollars 70 dollars and then it's like no i don't like this at all Whereas, oh, I guess you have to be okay. a real a real bourbon aficionado to appreciate this pappy stuff. I think it sucks, but man, I love this Wild Turkey 101. Man, I love this Evan Williams. I love this, you know. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm seeing it. That, okay, I, I totally see your point now. Um, <clears throat> that being said, though, I, I feel like I need more time to think on it. I know, yeah, me You too. know, because, <laughs> I mean, it, it is kind of, it, it, it's such a, dense subject to form an opinion on right now and it's so much more than did they do the right thing well you consider their alternatives one do nothing and continue to not profit off of the product that you make that is worth much more Two, raise your prices to the secondary prices and just go ahead and cut that middleman out if people want to pay eighteen hundred dollars for it fine give me your eighteen hundred dollars i'll charge it to you how does that damage the image of bourbon in the community that for sure would cause the bourbon bubble to bust yeah like people would be like oh for sure or would it not because scotches can get away with it so would people be like okay you know what i will give you my money i'm gonna go back to the comic book reference um like there's comic books that never even reach the newsstand because as soon as, you know, new comic book day, people come in and they buy 10 
12, all the copies because they know something happened in that issue. And then they're turning around and selling them on eBay for 10, 12, 20 times the price. Now, if the comic book company said, oh, well, let's just charge 10, 12, 20 dollars, what we are, or times what we are charging right now, then the exact same thing would happen that happened in the 90s and the bubble would burst with comic books. So, do they want to contribute by getting their money back that way? Do they want to risk bursting the bubble? No. No. But do they want to continue to sit idly by and by doing nothing, you're basically saying it's okay for you to flip my product? (laughs) No, they don't want to do that either. So, like, I guess I just don't know. I do think it is the more counterfeit thing. I think it's more an image. It's an image. They want to protect their image. Yeah. And I think as far as protecting their brand and really at this point in time, protecting the image of bourbon, Mm -hmm. I think they made the right decision. I think that given the the two options of doing nothing or trying to protect themselves and and kind of maintain this ever growing love for bourbon, this ever growing community that I mean I mean there's a new bourbon drinker every single day. Yeah. You know, I I think they made the right choice. Right. Sarah is making the the please please sir can I have some more <laughs> hands. Um Well, here's a question though real quick and I know we're yeah. wrapping this up. If someone were to counterfeit it and they got sick, could they sue them? Could they sue Pappy? Sue the Van Winkle family? I don't there are think names so. on it, but not, I think that not they if, like they forensically could prove this isn't our product. Sure, but how much time and money and resources does it take to get to that point? To right? prevent a lawsuit? I'm not saying that it wouldn't happen. I'm saying that they also don't want that on their plate either. Right. So again, they're just trying to protect themselves. But do you think counterfeiters are putting? Bad stuff in there, or are they just buying a ten dollar bottle of no? I th- yeah, high I, I think that's there. what it is. is that, I think that's what that would be a is lot. They, they could be dumping special reserve into they're it. They're not rectifiers. I just keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're actually putting like battery acid uh, in in spittoons, you right? Know, uh, arsenic or anything like that in there. Yeah, I think they're just filling it with cheap whiskey. The highest proof cheap whiskey, so the color's good, and just and it probably isn't even weeded. It's just, you know how dare monsters they? Yeah. how dare they it's it's uh kentucky tavern or it's tin high or it's, it's probably <laughs> blended whiskey and they're pouring it in there they might put a little food coloring just to make it darker yeah so if it's a little good proof. topic perry good yeah I, and i i feel like there's a lot more to get into here but now may not be the time for it I, don't, I, I want you guys to kind of, I mean, you know, with an empty glass. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I don't like I'm right now. What we're doing, I think, is just like pondering. We're not stating opinions. We're not, we're speculating. you know, we're just speculating yeah. and debating. Like none of what we just said is like, this is my stance on this topic. Mm-hmm. And it's because I haven't thought about it enough. I yeah. haven't like long term impact. Thought well, you've about been it. a little busy. Well, just a little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I agree, though. I think that this will be an ongoing conversation yeah. to like it's something to study, like in the history of bourbon mm-hmm. from this point. What did we see change? Because this has been some of the biggest news like ever. Absolutely. And it's a huge effect on the community. So it'll be interesting if you were looking at a line chart mm-hmm. of the future of the next 10 years. I bet this will be a blip somewhere. It'll either be a spike or a plummet, but we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So... That we really got off uh, on a tangent uh, from what we've been drinking recently. Would you like to know what I've been drinking? What have you been drinking, Sarah? Yeah, what have you been drinking, Sarah? (laughs) Shoot, I had something, but that was 20 minutes ago. Counterfeit Pappy. Um, 
<laughs> oh, I've been uh, the past couple nights. Well, the past couple nights that I've had a port, it was uh, E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Nice. Uh, yes. Which I forget how, how much I love it. Um, it's pretty good. And it's not because I don't think a lot of E.H. Taylor. It's because there are so many other barrel proofs and stuff yeah. that we're drinking all the time. We're also doing some research. Yeah. Um, it's such an easy drinker for a barrel proof and it's got a lot of flavor yeah it's like if i was trying to step someone up into barrel proof i think i would use that as mm-hmm. i would do it before a stack and that's interesting because yeah. it's the same distillery right but it's just not as it doesn't have as much as a bite it's not as True. harsh yeah now i love stag right it, it just has a kick to it yeah whereas i feel like eh taylor barrel proof is a little softer yeah it's a little bit more mild and i drink it and i'm like wow is this really barrel proof because it really does it i'll have yeah. two thank <laughs> you <laughs> no for sure yeah. what about you perry what have you been drinking so uh, a couple of things uh the other day my dad picked this up for me Thought it was very nice of them, but there was Papa Ritter. Papa Ritter did me a solid. Is that seventeen? Papa, uh, yeah. Papa oh. Ritter. <laughs> so yeah, hold off, hold off on thoughts for just for a second because I don't think um, you got my uh, Lady Gaga paparazzi to Papa Ritter thing. It kind of got lost in the conversation. But that's okay. I'll let oh, it go. I got it. Okay, I heard it. I just we'll, chose to. We'll ignore. boost it in post. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a and actually a pick mm. of Voyage Seventeen that Trader Joe's did. What? Cool. Yeah. It's good. Trader Joe's, what are you doing? It's surprisingly good. I'll pour some for you guys here Thank a little you. bit. Thank you. You guys also gave me a late birthday present, yes. um, which was... I even forgot about that. I go, oh yeah, we did. <laughs> we did? The uh, we did. Jim, Jim Beam Distiller Series, seven-year-old, 90 proof. Yeah, now did you do any research on that? Because I didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> End of Chad sentence. said, I looked at it, I liked it, I picked it for you. Yeah. Have you not had this yet? I have not cracked open mine. Okay, well, I yeah. cracked open mine the other day because Good, I'm I. Glad. This I mean, is what I, happens. Is I have more now, so I'm definitely going to. Well, um, well, we'll try it. But it's something that beforehand. I, I know that it's old because I never remember seeing that when I started buying bourbon. Sure. Yeah. So that's I know that it's at least old enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dusty. It's not offered anymore. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. A little bit, too. I want sure. you guys to definitely try that. But then the other thing, too, that you guys uh, gave me was the Booker's Wedding Bar. And, you know, don't con- see it as a re-gifting, because it's not. No, no, but no, no, I no. Don't, I wanted It's just you, you to, getting your cut, Perry. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your distiller's I cut. I absolutely did not feel... Hey, there we go. I absolutely did not feel that way. I, no, it's like I was, it's, it's, it's... We considered it an engagement bottle. It was one of the two bottles that we took to the wedding to have just at the table, not at the bar. So, you know, I thought that that it's for in, sharing in itself yeah. made it special friends. and we want to share it. And, you know, I've, I've got the same amount of need to get this one. Yeah. But thank you guys for, mm-hmm. for this as well. Yeah. I was editing the other night and had just a just a sip of it. And <laughs> it's real good. Yeah, it's good. It's real nice. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Pretty tasty. Yeah. So sure. we originally had something of a topic that we were going to discuss but then i, I like realized just, yeah i like how they organically just come out yeah but so we I, I feel like we had a good little discussion and now we should drink bourbon uh, okay. right yeah mm-hmm. so i have kind of amassed a few samples yeah uh from a couple of distilleries uh and i figured we do kind of a review heavy episode which is something we haven't done in a while if that's okay with you uh, guys. i like trying new things yeah yeah uh so this is really exciting and I, I i i've had tastes of two of these three um so far as you can see one of them is 
well, fairly gone <laughs> at this point. But I got so excited about it that I was like, I gotta try it. Yeah. Um, so our first review of the episode is going to be I'm so excited for this one, y'all. The Heaven Hill Seven Year Bottled and Bond. Yeah. What? Um by the way My beloved um, Heaven Hill is back. It has returned. Um It's a year older and it's more expensive. <laughs> yes. But we'll talk we'll talk about all that as we as we kind of get into the review. Um I also want to say up top all of these samples uh, that were provided to me were provided to me for free um, by Heaven Hill and Four Roses. So I want to say thank you all so much uh, for sending those on. Um, it really does kind of help us out a little bit in reviewing yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Stuff gets expensive. I feel like we need one of those quick little um, disclaimer voiceovers that they speed up at the end, like, oh. opinions not affected by the... Plus tax out on license. <laughs> Member FDIC. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, everybody knows, well, most people know, that uh, earlier this year, the Heaven Hill six-year bottle in a bond, which was originally only available in Kentucky, was discontinued. And there were always kind of those rumblings that they were going to rebrand it and make it a year older and make it a national uh, bottling. And that's basically what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing two years. I remember hearing, oh, they're going to come back out with an eight year i remember hearing that i also thought well. it was gonna be an eight year mm-hmm. not that i mind i mean seven no, eight I, but it's both a, you know good yeah good spot yeah i have spent some time with it um as i said and i finally wanted to you know get into the actual review of it um what do you guys think about the nose i think the nose is great yeah it it seems to and i should have pulled some of the six year down so we could you know. Yeah, have you side-by-sided it yet? I've not done that yet. No. Interesting. I think it's got a little bit of like a nutty sweetness yeah, going on. I think so as well. Yeah. The alcohol is present, but it's not overpowering. It is stout, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it is something that you have to think about, I would say. Mm-hmm. There's a like a rosy sweetness on the mm-hmm. nose. That's what I was too. thinking, yeah. And a like a little floral. Yeah. It, it 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 seems to be very sweet heavy on the nose whereas I kind of remember the the 6 year being I don't want to compare it too much. I mean, I think it's kind of inherent that it's going to happen. Right. But I want to try to approach this as its own product instead of Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, how how does it stack up or, you know, is it really worth the the extra money and the extra year? But no, I think it's got a nice kind of woody, nutty, bordering on cherry type of brown sugar nose going on. It's good. I would agree with that. I like it a lot. I get the brown sugar on the top part of the nose. It's one of those top notes. Yeah, I agree with what you said, Chad. I'm not going to lie, I already tasted it before we started talking about it. Oh, yeah, I'm it. almost mm. done. I think it is... Do you need a little more? Delicious. To, I, I might to, to, yeah. do a, to do a review. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with it. I'm like glad that it's back. People are going to be like, well, why would I pay $40 for it when it used to be 12 Well, you're lucky that it was 12 for such a long time. So. <laughs> Consider this the tax. Yeah. I. Do you know how much Heaven Hill pays in taxes every week? Every week. Millions. Every week. $1.5 million. A week? Every single week. <gasps> because they have barrels that are becoming a year old every week uh-huh. and it's taxed every year a barrel every oh year it ages oh my gosh uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. 
That's insane. So it's no wonder that they do things like hike up their prices sometimes. I don't consider, though, a... I don't consider a price increase from $12 to $40 for a 67-year-old delicious quality bottled and bond product a hike. Yeah. I consider that... A jump? Well, it is a jump. (laughs) Correct. A journey. I think... There was a point when it was priced appropriately at $12. I think over time, that price probably should have gone up a little bit at a time over a long period of time. So say from the early 2000s until now, that price should probably have increased a dollar or two every year until it got to where it is now, which is, I feel like, a fair price for what it is. Um, I would probably, you know, I would say between 30 and $40 is fair. Yeah, I think if it stayed at a six year, it maybe should have capped at around like thirty twenty five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but then we have to consider Henry McKenna bottom and bond. I know ten year. Yeah, yeah. yeah so ten year thirty dollars. Also now at forty dollars. Forty dollars, which. But can I, you find it? <laughs> every now and then, I mean, I feel like every it's starting to then. creep back up a little bit, but not nearly like it used to be. Mm-mm. But that being said. I I feel like I can justify the price increase on it. On Henry McKenna? On Henry McKenna. I feel like 40 to 45 is really quite reasonable for in, a 10-year-old bottom of bond bourbon. Like yeah. we were talking about before, in today's day and age, when there's so many limited releases at $100 a bottle, mm-hmm. I would gladly pay $40 a bottle for Henry McKenna. Yeah. I would also gladly pay $40 for a bottle of this. I think it's great. It okay. It's probably a little bit more than I would want to spend. I would probably again, like I said, only want to spend a maximum of like thirty five. But it's not like I want to spend more money. I'm just saying, compared to That's other true. things, compared to other things of the same price or higher price, this is a great product, yeah. and I understand why it's priced the way it is now. Yeah, I could cr- cry about it all day, but no one's crying about how rare breed is forty five dollars. Yeah, it's just it's all it's always tough. It's tough because no one you, likes change. You incrementally have these adjustments. You know, you have mm-hmm. bookers go from fifty to seventy or seventy-five. Needed to happen, but it's it's tough. You have this. You have what's happening in McKenna, um, and then you know this kind of to me reminds me of what Buffalo Trace is doing with Weller. They can't turn it up as much as they want so that's why they come out with the cypb that's why they come out with the foolproof you know those type of things so they can sell it it's a new product so we can set the price instead of increasing it you know by twenty dollars like they wish they could because of its popularity so this is the same thing they couldn't take the six-year bib and turn it up to forty dollars so they had to discontinue it put another year in it put it in a different label and say this is a new product at forty dollars so I understand it. Yeah. Here's where that kind of comes into play for me, too. I feel like this is a more finely crafted product mm-hmm. than the six-year was. Mm-hmm. This tastes refined to me. And, like, they were they were selecting from a smaller number of barrels for, for the batches. Um, not to say that the six-year didn't have a lot of depth and wasn't great, because it absolutely was, but there's just something extra with this that really seems like they 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 wanted to put that extra effort into it. I might be the outlier on this one, guys. This you don't okay. like it? I like it. 
but, but you, you don't, don't think see the value I like it a lot. It's reminding me a lot of the six year. And it does taste more refined, like you said, but it tastes more like, I don't know, it, it has a bite to it, which I enjoy, and that's what I liked about the six year. It's got some chutzpah in it, but it doesn't feel like as refined as I think maybe it, it, it might be to you guys. For the price, especially, I, 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 for the same price, a Henry McKenna tenure, I think is a lot more. Uh, the edges are are softened and rounded off, than, than this guy. This to me tastes more like a twenty five to thirty dollar bottle. I think someone would disagree with you about a Henry McKenna because some people would say I've been burned by a, Henry, sure. a bottle of Henry McKenna single sure. barrel, and while I've had some really great ones, and I do like it. When I find one that I like, yeah. I'd rather have this, which is dependably the same yeah. taste that I enjoy. Um, no, and I'm I was a- over here motioning to Perry, like, <laughs> "Where is that bottle? Let's blind Chad with it right now." <laughs> <laughs> no, and and I and I, I'm in that camp a lot too because I prefer the E. H. Taylor small batch over the single barrel because I've been burned on an E. H. Taylor single barrel, so I completely get that, and I'm in that camp a lot of times too. And we finally got a bad bottle of McKenna, so yeah. It is tough. What I'm just saying is, I don't know, uh, for memory, mm-hmm. uh, it, there isn't as much of a difference that, that, I can, that I can remember in it. For me, I don't But think... I like it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you I like, like it. it. I'm not necessarily saying I think it's so much more refined. Like, it's miles different. I think it's very clearly a step up from what it was. I don't think it is a vast step, but I think that you can tell where they put like Perry said, you can, you can tell where they put a little extra, you know, it's got that extra year, maybe had a little more, they're treating it a little bit more like the status that it is now versus that $12 ugly bottle that sat on the bottom shelf for forever. Yeah. Right. It's getting a little bit more attention and care. And I think that that comes through, but sorry. Yeah. A little bit off topic, but not totally. They changed the label for the heaven Hill 80 proof. What did they change it to? It says quality house on it now. Heaven the green? H- or what's no, the, no, no. The, the white label. White. white label. It says Heaven Hill Quality House Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That's weird. Hmm. I've n- I, I had never noticed it before, and I saw it at Liquor Barn today. And I had to do like a double take on it. Hmm. I was like, what, what, what does this, this mean? Some it's the same people, product. Yeah. Some Maybe, people were getting it confused yeah, between with the, with the, the proof. Yeah. But now that doesn't exist anymore. So right. why are they getting it? But maybe confused? because people are looking for it, they're seeing that white label Heaven ah, Hill, buying it, and then being like, wow, these look too similar. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I could hear some old crotchety man being like, well, I picked this one up because it was white label Heaven Hill, and that's what I was told to get. This isn't what I was, <laughs> this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I think. A quality distillery like Heaven Hill putting out a seven-year bottled and bond product between $30 and $40 is very reasonable and fair. Now, me four years ago would have been really upset because this would have been before a lot of things got price hiked up. You know, a lot of things were more available. A lot of things were a couple of dollars cheaper. It's just the way it is, you Mm -hmm. know? I'm not going to not drink Heaven Hill bottled and bond now because it's $40 and, like, whine about it, like... I still love Booker's, and they well, raise I'm the price. Get a bottle. Yeah, you yeah. know, it just it just is what it is. Well, I just wonder if it's going to keep its same cult status because it used to be, you know, it's the hidden gem, right? It's the diamond in the rough. It's this value 
that you just can't believe you're getting such a great tasting bourbon for $12, even when it went up to like 15 or places started carrying it for even more. I, now for $40 in a seven year, and from what, what I'm tasting, it's like I think now it's middle of the pack. It's, 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 hmm can be overlooked i mean you can be no i'm gonna go i'm gonna reach for rare breed instead i'm gonna reach for you know yeah i totally agree with that chad but i think it lost that the moment that people started talking about it it wasn't a hidden gem anymore because everyone started buying it up and then everybody then they realized what they had right if you realize you've got something that's gold why would you just leave it and let people like you then you're going to take advantage of that right and so that's what they've done and because all of this has happened it's no longer a hidden gem and it won't be a cult classic anymore well like, that's it just never it, it never reached the henry mckenna status to where before it got discontinued i would never walk into a store and it not be on the shelf only after it got discontinued did people start hoarding it so it never reached that, this is a really awesome bourbon, you should get it, like McKenna is now because it won the award. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the only reason why it left shelves is because of, of it being discontinued. True, but I think the reason that it flew off the shelves when everyone heard that it was discontinued was because of its reputation. And I think it's sort of like like the hit, the hidden gem status is just that because it's hidden, but as soon as we start saying hidden gem and it starts gaining a reputation, it it lost that, and then, like I said, it's they realized what they... It's a catch-22. It's a catch-22. It's like the furniture store doing the going-out-of-business sale. Everyone goes there because it's going out of business, but they wouldn't go... I mean, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, I understand. Yeah. It didn't reach cult status. It reached cult status because it was discontinued, but it didn't reach... It wasn't discontinued until it reached cult status. But we <laughs> always like, loved it. Yeah, we always. And we talked about it for years. So does that make us hipsters? Yes. Because we liked it before it was cool. <laughs> Well, we won't go through and do it like the, the full review system that we normally do just because we have so many to get through. Our total scores are always out of 20. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a 16 out of 20. This, this to me, I think is a very solid product. Um, it's definitely not the best on the market, but I think that it has a lot going for it that can be accessible to maybe not the the common bourbon drinker i kind of hate that phrase but you know sounds like you peasants (laughs) (laughs) the plebs yeah um but i i think that there is a really it 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 seems to kind of fill a hole in the market that really wasn't there Mm -hmm. and and that's a mid-tier bottom of bond product yeah we can talk about eh taylor small batch but that is so much harder to find now yeah you know, and I think this kind of filled that um, where E.H. Taylor, unfortunately, you know, lost that status. So yeah. 16 out of 20 for me. Well, I mean, they could have they could have done what they did with old Fitzgerald and put it in a $50 bottle itself before it even had liquid in it and then charged even more for it. True. I'm glad they didn't do that mm-hmm. because old Fitz four-year B.I.B. was amazing. I feel like... They may. I personally feel like, from a business standpoint, they made the right move. They realized what they had. I don't. They didn't exploit it. Yeah. They still made it accessible Mm -hmm. and attainable. Um, I mean, we'll see. It's not out in our area yet. Somewhat attainable and accessible, like from a price standpoint. Um, Yeah, and when they could have exploited it because of the reputation that it did have, that everyone would have fussed if they had made it 
$75 in a really fancy bottle. But, um, you know, I think they, they hit a good spot. So so what would you give it out of 20? I'm going to go with Perry. I'm going to go with 16 just because I don't like to do math. And okay. I don't want to think about all the different. Well, if I give it a 4.5 here and a 3.75 there, but for value, I don't know. See, I think um, if we were doing the four-tier system, the lowest for me would be the value now just because I don't taste an extreme difference. So I would think I would give it probably around a 14, 14 and a half yeah. out of 20. I kind of expected that. But I, I still, this is still a recommend for me. Um, I, I still think that people are going to try this and find a lot of value in it. And um, maybe part of it is because I did just miss I having mean, no bottle to bond. Yeah. I really did miss it. And maybe it's because I have several bottles tucked away that I just haven't missed it yet. Just yeah. like, I'm going to go home and drink my $12 having no bottle and bond. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, exactly. Well, how about something that is on the total end of the spectrum, but also a, a, a Heaven Hill product? This is the Parker's Heritage Collection. Yeah. Heavy Char Rye Whiskey. I am so excited about this. <laughs> um, uh, once again, this was provided to us free of charge uh, in a sample bottle from Heaven Hill. So thank you all again. 105 proof? 105 proof. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, this is in number five char. Yeah, I, I was at I was at the Turn Cooperage it up to eleven <laughs> where these barrels were made and charred. Oh, that's right, you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said around a minute to just a little bit past a minute. Holy smokes! I mean, <laughs> you got to understand though. I'm just excited to see any rye product come out from Heaven Hill because of yeah. how much I adore Pikesville. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think we'll we have to talk about Pikesville. When we talk about this too, um, and we'll we'll get more into it after we try it, but sure. as we should, that nose is is so good. It's berries, it's berries on the nose, berries and honeysuckle, yeah, and mm-hmm. sweet marmalade. It it's does. It really does. Yeah, yeah it's effervescent. <laughs> clear it right up. It'll it, get it'll it, get up in there. <laughs> it reminds me of like the middle of spring. Where things are like in fully, fully in bloom, and it it just is. It doesn't really have a lot of rye characteristic to it. I would say on the nose, it smells a no. little bit more like a bourbon than it does a rye. I agree with you on that. And I can't it. I can't even really pull out. Chad's having a moment. I can't even really pull out rye notes from it. It's very strange. Oh man, when can I talk about this? You guys, hurry up. Talk about the palate, Chad, while we try it. There used to be a place next to where I worked Ooh. that they would make, uh, what were they called? Um, like cranberry orange muffins, and they had like a, like a, a caramelized you. brown sugar on the top yes. of it. And it had that like delicious breadiness, but it wasn't like, you know, it's a muffin. It's sweet, and it's got cranberry, which has a little bite, and it's got the orange, and it's got like a, you know, just like a light baked deliciousness and i get that on this nose which like you said is strange for a rye mm, man but wait until you taste it i'm getting winter mint i get it towards the end of the palate it's it's a it's a long finish for sure um <laughs> <laughs> you know what it kind of reminds me of sarah is the cornerstone rye i mean they're mm. sort of they're both ryes but <laughs> <laughs> 
sort of like hmm. it's a it's a elevated rye. It's interesting that, observation, yeah. Chad. They are both rye. <laughs> In the same price point, too ish. That's interesting, though. Yeah, because now, ooh, that creates a this or that kind yeah. of. Yeah. So this is that just gave me an idea for an episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. This or that. I know. I've had that idea. Damn, Chad. Yeah. This is 150 dollars. Cornerstone's 175. Yeah. I haven't officially reviewed Cornerstone yet, but the first time I tried it, it did not hit the mark with me on the first sip. It took a few sips to mm-hmm. really kind of get I mean, me acclimated to it, it. It's complex. If I remember our reaction, is that the one where we like we were we said a roller coaster, the roller coaster? Like it was it was up and down, up and down. Yeah. This one seems to just hit you with a really it, it, good it's note. A, it's and, a punch and cons- <laughs> and maintain. You know, uh, it's a note with sustain. <laughs> Um, you hear that? Yeah, you hear that sustain. <laughs> so it's not like it's one note, but it's 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 more consistent across. Whereas I feel like the cornerstone was more ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. But wow, yeah. You I know, mean, I like it. I'll tell you that. You know those? Um, Get the rye on the finish. Yeah, absolutely. You know those? Uh, they're like brown sugar crumbles that people put on top of pies or mm. cheesecakes that's sometimes. what i was thinking on the top of the muffin yeah yeah that's whoa. i get a lot of that on the palate I, <sighs> it's yummy i think it's i don't i don't know if it's worth 150 dollars. yeah because in my mind i'm like this or pikesville Right. It's a tough I mean, call for me. Do we need to side by side it? I mean Pikesville doesn't give you this punch. No, it doesn't. It's got a lot more warmth yes. than Pikesville does. Yes. But I, boy and do I is a higher proof. Do I love Pikesville though? Yeah. I'm just saying like Pikesville, Pikesville at fifty dollars right. or this at hundred and fifty dollars. I think that's what you're in the mood for, because Pikesville is more of a um more of a bourbon flavor mm. and this does have more of a rye flavor. This is a cold winter's night. Yes. Rye. Yes. Pikesville is an anytime rye. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's there like, you go. This is your casual Friday rye, and or Pikesville is your casual Friday rye, and this is your black tie rye. <laughs> <laughs> your black tie rye. Oh, black tie rye. Black tie rye? So we are side by siding with a little bit of Pikesville rye, uh, which again is 115 proof, uh, so 10 points higher, and significantly cheaper. Yeah, not nearly the nose on the Pikesville. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's much cornier. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you get more of the alcohol do, coming Do they through. release the mash bill on the uh, Parkers? I don't feel like they... I mean, I met... Mm, hold on. You had to ask, didn't you? <laughs> well, I got to know, too. Okay. And you know who else needs to know? The listeners. So we're doing them a service. I mean, I feel like we've looked up Pikesville before, and it's like 51% rye. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably the same mash bill, right? I mean, it's, I don't think I can't so. imagine that they would be running two different mash bills. Mm. But Parker's Heritage is once a year special thing. I feel like Maybe. you know it's a limited number of bottles. I feel like they they go through the effort. I would feel like this sure doesn't smell and taste like the same mash uh, bill. No. Same mash bill. It what? Is? It is the same. Mash bill. I cannot wow. believe that it's the same mash bill. I I, I mean that. I just, mean, but that just goes to show you what. Well, and also different char levels in the barrel right the, but that's what i'm saying that just goes to show you how many factors can affect yeah, it right yeah. the maturation the char level they're only where f- they stored it they're only five proof points apart they're the exact same mash bill 
but they taste completely different. And how old is Pikesville? Do we know? It's around six years. This is eight years. Mm-hmm. So you're you're kind of I wouldn't say hyper aging, but you're allowing more flavors to sure seep in and out of the whiskey. There is a vast flavor difference, especially yeah. in, in such a charred barrel. <laughs> Eight years in that char. Yeah. Whew, no wonder it, it got like this. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like extra char heavy. It just has so much character. All right. So you know how I was like, but I would rather have Pikesville at $50. Bleh. I lied. <laughs> I mean, you could have two bottles of Pikesville. I could have three bottles of Pikesville for $150 yes, for one could. of these bottles. Yes, you could. Um, <sighs> but if That's you're, really if, tough, though. But if you're just going solely on its merits... Which is, I think, the quality of it. I think that the Parker's is leaps and bounds ahead. Which is not something I ever thought I would say about Pikesville. It's like something is leaps and bounds ahead of Pikesville? What? Well, I mean, if anything, it's going to be an LE, which this is. It's a limited edition. Oh, for sure. It's a once a year release. It's a Parker's heritage. I mean, come on. I'm, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, same mash bill, close in age. Yes, the treatment is different, but... Like, if the question is, why would I buy that when I could have Pikesville? Like, the answer is, it is miles better. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the difference. Would, of already would, a good product. Would you rather have Weller 107 or William LaRue Weller? Right. There's a big price difference. Weller 107 is great. It's a high proof. It's good. You love it. But would it's you, no William would, LaRue Weller. <laughs> would you like to have three bottles of that? No, I want William LaRue Weller. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean quality it's just, over quantity fair yeah. fair yeah. fair yeah. argument yeah. no this is excellent I this think is so really too. good i would give it a 17.5 out of 20 Ooh, Ooh. yeah i, I mean, think i don't know i think the only place that it would dip for me <sighs> what's a 20 out of 20 like obviously i know that that's a perfect score but like i'm asking on the it would have to be this if it cost ten dollars no what was your <laughs> But then we'd be going, you're stupid. Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> what would be your 20 out of 20? Mm. It's hard because the value, right? Yes. I think it might be William Lurie Weller, though. Like if the you best can get year, it at retail? If you could blind I, all the years of WLW and find the one that you like the best, that would probably be the 20 I mean, out of 20. it's it's either that or stag, right? Right. That's kind of how I, I mean, feel like if you can get it for the price that it's yeah. supposed to be sold at. But it, it, it still has to be... See, that's the problem. It, it's also subjective. It's, I mean, like, I would say Booker's Rye was one of, probably, in the top three things I've ever tried. Absolutely. But it costs $300 a bottle. <laughs> so it wouldn't do yeah. so great on the value. Value, right. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to so be a 20 out of 20. It, yeah. Ugh, a 20 out of 20 is tough. I don't, but I guess you have to have it or otherwise. How do you measure? The system is flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, originally I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to give this an 18 because it's so excellent. But you're right. The value. Like, it's better than Pikesville. But how much better? $100 better? I don't know. I, I got it. I got it. The best pick of something, and I'm using air quotes, pedestrian. The best pick of Knob Creek that, that you personally have ever had. Is the that 20. might be a 20 out of 20 because it would be value. It wouldn't be any more expensive. Usually should be no more expensive than a regular Knob Creek single barrel. And then it's also... And it has those flavors that you personally love. And that could be a 20 out of 20. Interesting. Um, hmm. 
I think we should revisit this thought in the future. I think we should too. <laughs> also, Let's do it after episode 100. Is so anyone, I don't know if it's going back and forth, but is anyone getting grape on the Pikesville? I've been finding grapes somewhere in there and I, I, I'm not sure, where, but it's like artificial grape. Yes. It's grape flavoring. Yeah. It, you know those, uh, do you ever remember those Scooby gummy snacks? Oh, I just broke Sarah's heart. Oh, no. No, it's not the grape. It's that I think it tastes gross compared to this. <laughs> it's the alcohol. You get so much you more of the alcohol. I'm like, why did you do this They to say me? don't meet your heroes. They also say don't side by side don't your meet favorite your heroes, heroes. bourbon or rye with an L.E. bourbon or rye. It's really not fair. Like, I've never felt this disappointed in Pikesville before. Except for this side by side. But so the sad. Parkers. But the Parkers is the Parkers so, is so good. good. So here's seventeen point five. Oh no, I don't want to match you. Seventeen point two five. Seventeen point seven five. I don't know. I'm gonna bump it up to an eighteen. There you go. <laughs> I can't I can't the only thing really is that $150 is a lot. True. But here's the thing. Parker's Heritage has something special behind it, which is part of it goes to charity. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So ALS, it, it Ooh, goes right. to ALS mm-hmm. research. So yeah. I cannot entirely fault. Look, it's a great product. I think it tastes phenomenal. I mean, at, at its core. The best Parker's I've ever had. I haven't had a whole lot of Parkers. I haven't either. Correct. I've but had yeah. three versions in, of Parkers, to be honest. In this case, though, <laughs> this is a freaking great product. Okay, yeah. I'm going to bump it up to a 17.75. Because I feel like I would take off normally three points for value, but because of what you just yeah, reminded yeah. us of, I would only take off two points because mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. better. Yeah. And then I feel like everything is excellent. Um, everything is awesome. I feel like the no, there's something on the nose that's a little meh for me. Um, just just the tiniest hint, which is why the 0.25 off for that. Um, it's almost... Got a licorice undertone, which we all know is the downfall of everything for me. Um, Put it in a Norlin. Um, so, yeah. Survey set. Uh, Why do you put it in a Norlin? 17.75 for me. Darlin. 18 for Perry. Yeah, you, you ever had it in a Norlin? <laughs> I don't know where this guy came <laughs> What's from. This? Who is this guy? I don't know where this guy oh, came from. Oh, welcome to the podcast, Cowboy Bob. Well, uh, a little missy. Uh, this is the same guy who said, are you sure you want to have a pour of Wild Turkey 101? Uh, well, darling, <laughs> you, ever, you ever had a New Orleans? He's also, he? he's also a heavy breather. <laughs> <sighs> he's a little... He's a little could, uh, you, could you back off of the mic there, Cowboy Bob? Uh, you ever had a New Orleans? <laughs> <laughs> Good. I hadn't had one of those yet uh, of the yet. podcast. That's the whiskey. Anyway, what, what's your what's your score on the Parker's Rye? Well, I said seventeen point seven five. Oh, okay. Um, I thought that was kind of joking. I thought it was a joke too. No. no. Oh well, oops. It's okay. We can have the same odd. Well, I rationalized mine and you didn't. So I rationalize it by drinking it and feeling feelings mm, okay. in my heart. Cool. Just have so many emotions. <laughs> you don't even go here. <laughs> go here. Anyway. I. That was delightful. Thank I, you for sharing that. You with are us. so welcome. Yes, I have one more to share with you guys. Ah, uh, the top bill. 
I hope so. Yeah, we'll maybe. see. Maybe. Yeah, it could. Maybe. Maybe it's like uh, the Zach Brown band. Is that who was that bourbon to be on? <laughs> Going after ZZ Top. Perry, you who were there. Deci- who decided that? They were a cover we were band. Like, why are they doing so many covers? They were a cover band. But my my yeah, rash- the third song was Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah, and then, then two songs later was Sabotage. another cover. Mm-hmm. Then they played... Um, there was another cover, too. Wagon Wheel? Yeah. They played Wagon Wheel? Yeah, I think they so. Played Wagon Wheel. They played so many covers. The ones that we didn't recognize, I imagine, were theirs. And just to wait until we get to the end so that they could play Chicken Fried so everyone wouldn't leave. <laughs> But to be fair, my my perspective, <laughs> my perspective to Chad to was the headliner on a Sunday night should go earlier because yeah. everyone has to get back to work on yeah. Monday, so they're not trying to be there until eleven o'clock. Plus, trying to finish out the headliner. ZZ Top are old men, and they're probably like, "No, we're not going on last. <laughs> we're going to be in bed by nine thirty. <laughs> they were so good. They were so that was good. one of my favorite performances oh, that I've ever seen. They are so polished. So I I told my dad the day after about it. I was like, oh my gosh, ZZ Top were amazing. And he was like, well, I, I know I've seen them like three or four times. And mm. I was like, well, you know. Why didn't you tell me about this yeah, sooner? Right? Yeah. yeah. Come on, Papa Ritter. Now, but. You're holding out on us. They they have clearly not missed a step. No. I 50 mean, years of being a band. That's insane. Kudos to them. Cheers yeah, to that. Well done. I, I don't think I could do anything for 50, 50 years. years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to this final sample. <sighs> what I hear, if this I is? Hear, the, I heard it's really good this year. What if this is the twenty out of twenty? I mean, it's don't, expensive. Don't set it up like that. You're it's setting like it up to fail. Yeah. This is the 2019 Four Roses Limited Edition Small Batch. I'm 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 freaking out, y'all. This is the most consistent Ellie, yes. that I've ever had, starting in 2015. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get into some of the stats of it after I pass it around and, uh, it's, it's, what if I just chugged it and chugged it all? I'm not going to do that. Uh, this one's called, this is Chad Bruins. This is my bourbon podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that is a beautiful color. Thank you. (laughs) I didn't make it though. Have you ever had it in New Orleans? That's so creepy. No, no, no. no Stop no. with the breathing. We don't like the breathing. This but, is on uh, par with never pull fleshy piercings. But um, don't do that thing with your mouth. Stop. Have you ever had it in New Orleans? <laughs> that's my guy. That's all he says. That's, <laughs> that's one of my new characters. He's have you ever had it in New Orleans guy? He's he's road he's road weary. He's 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 been around for a while. Um, he has dry mouth. <laughs> That's because he's been on the road. For a while. He needs to exercise more, obviously. <laughs> he's and, played uh, by John Goodman, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's he's in shape now. He lost a lot of weight. He's in good shape. Okay, so John Goodman in the in Big Lebowski or okay. um, I was gonna say Raisin Arizona um, era. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yes. Oh yeah, he was Big in that Dan. movie. Big Dan. What are you getting at, Big Dan? I don't, I don't get it, Big Dan. Son, you're a man of few words, but when you... <laughs> it's something. When you speak it, right to the point. I like it. Anyhow. Anyhow, Fort Rose's Small Batch LE from 2019. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the, the stats behind this. Oh, man. Uh, this is a blend of four different bourbons. 
I guess we'll start from the top. 21-year-old OBSV, 15-year-old OESK, a 15-year-old OESV, and also an OESV at 11 years. And it's at barrel strength, 112.6 proof. Mm. I get a little butterscotch. I get a little bit of country. I get Get a little little bit of rock and roll. roll. Man. No, yes. Butterscotch pie. Yeah. Sweet butterscotch. I mean, it could easily go caramel, but I get that like little extra. It's that. It's the the meringue on a butterscotch pie. Oh, it's so light and fluffy. Oh, this nose is... You know five how like five. when meringue sits for wow. a little bit, it gets those little like beads of sugary yes. vanilla. Yeah, that. And it's cooling in a windowsill. Someone get this man some pie stack. Oh my god! <laughs> There's even a little bit. It 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 smells really like a country home. Oh, it does it really it, does? There is a ham cooking in the vicinity yes. of this pie, and some green beans on the stove somewhere nearby. Cakes on baked. the griddle, <laughs> laughing nothing but a fun of a riddle. Perry, did you know that this is just the Chad does impressions and songs? This is the Chad. Wait, no, That's I got it. That's always what happens when, when he's on the show. So Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny Ritter. Oh, I like what you did there. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope, I hope that the palate lives up to what the nose is giving me. No, that's a Four Roses LE. What is happening? On my tongue. I like how it's going very barrel towards the end. Oh. Very jar. Mm. It starts out like a strawberry and chocolate milkshake. Mm. I get a little bit of that strawberry. Definitely see the chocolate towards the end, towards the finish, yeah. There's a caramel drizzle. On the middle of my palate, too. This is a weird milkshake. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I absolutely get the barrel towards the end. Mm -hmm. I I think the finish is a little bit light. Really? I'm feeling like it's got a pretty hefty finish. But that's, but you know, eat to each his own. So the, just doesn't seem like it's, it's not that it's stopping. It's just like it's not presenting anything else. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it is pretty consistent across the board. It, yeah. Like sometimes it goes more towards like a cocoa or chocolate or more barrel finish. I feel like this is just going barrel, but I, I'm not mad about it at all. I'm not either. But I just think if we're talking about, you know, is there anything to kind of differentiate the palette from the finish? It does stay consistent. It yeah. does stay pretty consistent. But both, if this was just the palette and it went somewhere else, I would say it's a really great palette. If this was just the finish and the palette was somewhere else, I would say this is a really great finish. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can't be mad at it for not transforming so much. I can't be either. But I always kind of expect the finish to maintain some of those flavors while still becoming its own thing well just have it be known that this is our last our last drink of that's the, of tr- the thing true. and we have been drinking for a that's while that's true we have been. that is true might be could revisit this as a first thing i have to say it is not my favorite really yeah i like the 130th better uh this reminds me of a boozy twizzler 
and I'm not a fan. Huh. So you're getting licorice in this. Yeah, but in the way that, like, you know, Twizzlers isn't, like, straight licorice. It's, mm. like, whatever cherry-flavored licorice. Yeah. And uh, I, I will say, like, that aside, it has a really nice uh, texture. I think it has a really good finish. It It's yeah. a little hot. Um, I think it comes on a little strong at the finish. Uh, I think... I think with a couple of drops of water, I would actually be happier with it, and I might try that in a second. But again, I think that is a hundred percent my personal baggage against Twizzlers. <laughs> sure. Um, so I, this is a case when I would say, please don't listen to me on this one. Like I can tell mm. when I'm biased, and I'm definitely biased here. I think that this could stand for me to open up some more, like to sit in this glass for a little bit with maybe a couple of drops of water and I would like to revisit it in the future. Sure. But at this moment, I'm not feeling it. And that breaks my heart. But I loved, like you said, every year so far, I've loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it really hurts me to say anything negative about something that Brent Elliott created. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm not saying definitely, you know, that this is not good. Uh, it's not not good. It's just not for me at this moment. To me, it's reminiscent of the Al Young, that 21. You know, the Al Young had 23. Oh, in it, it definitely has the, the yeah. sweeter notes that it, Al Young did. It, well, and yeah, and like the more the tobacco and leather yes. that you're getting from the older in there is present, but it's not like a straight up. 21 or 23 year that's just a a saddle you know that's just <laughs> oak and saddle. and saddle it's not clint eastwood's face you know it's it's it it has the good parts of it but then it also gives you the typical four roses fruit and and, and fruitiness and sweetness and uh the high rye punch it's interesting that you say high rye because there's only one recipe in here that that's has the thirty five percent high rye, yeah. I mean, I mean maybe, that being said though, twenty percent is still yeah fairly high rye, but at thirty five percent, yeah. I mean, yeah, twenty percent in Buffalo Trace land would be very high rye, you know. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would like to know the percentages mm-hmm. that went into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that I'll ever find out what those percentages are, but. I would be curious to know how much of the 21-year-old high rye yeah. had an effect right. on, mm-hmm. on the overall product. I feel like you have to use the 21-year sparingly. Yeah. So it's, and you know, cost analysis would indicate that it's probably the least. Um, if we're going by that, it probably has the most of the 11-year. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. If it was like 50 plus percent, the 21-year-old. Oh there wouldn't be very many bottles of it. it or if it was 90% the 11 year and then the other 10% was the other three. <laughs> but that's a little I don't, young to I don't, me. I don't think so. I mean, when is 11 year young? Um, yeah. I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. A couple of drops of water really opens up some of the darker notes mm-hmm. on it as well. So that I added a couple drops, like three, maybe. Yeah. And even what it's done in a short amount of time for me is like in opening it up and improving it in my opinion. Yeah. So I would like to try this at another time when like I can let it sit in the glass with, you know, 
a few drops of water for a little bit longer of a time. Because I, I actually yeah. think that for me, that is on the right track to I, get it to where I would need it to be. I, I, I want to say something too. I don't feel like my palate's been killed, you know, even with the, the two that we've had before. Three. That being said, though, I mean, I would still like to try this, you know, as a first or second drink. Mm-hmm. Now, we did we did have, I mean, when you count the Pikesville, we had two rise before this. True. Um, and I'm and I'm and I'm picking up kind of a, 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 a minty note, but I don't know if it's from the rye that we've had or if it's from this. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. But I just added a few drops of water, too, and I'm going to see what's what. I really liked it without water. I like it more with water. I agree with you. I like it more with water. Yeah. But not maybe not for the same reason that you do, Sarah. Sure. Because, I mean, you were kind of mm. on the fence about it without water. But I think with it, 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 it really starts to lean into the dark notes. I get more sugary sweetness with water. Really? Yeah. See, I'm picking up a lot more of the <laughs> kind of barky tannic notes. I'm getting more like just like cornbread and and sweet savory. Hmm. Now, hmm. cornbread. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm also not completely trusting my palate right now. My my tongue. We also have had some high proofs. This itself is a high proof. I'm I'm feeling a little. Um, fatigued fatigued yeah yeah not completely i don't but yeah. i feel a little put through the paces a little bit but i mean i still trust myself yeah i would hope so i was gonna say i mean like i still feel confident in my mm-hmm. my ability to rate this mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing right we're doing the that, yeah we're gonna we're gonna never Fleshy piercings. Do you want to actually go through all, all five or four on these? I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm gonna set this one out. Um, hmm. I don't feel comfortable rating this at this point. Like, not because I'm like, oh well, I don't want to say anything bad about it, so I'm just not gonna say anything. <laughs> it I really do feel like I need more time with this to give it an accurate rating for myself. So um, it's like you have a cramp and you want to stay on the bench. You don't want to be out there. On yeah, the court. I guess. Okay. Like where I'm at right now, I know I like it with a few drops of water. I feel like I need to explore that more. Mm-hmm. I think it has a great mouthfeel. I think it has a great finish. Exceptional. Exceptional mouthfeel. I know that it is limited, and I know that it's pricey. So like these are all things that would play into it. But that initial flavor for me was like a ding, and I don't think that that will be the case once I get to explore it to where I want to. So gotcha. I, I kind of want to take some time with it. So let. We'll do something we've never done before then. <gasps> we'll put a pin in it. It took 99 episodes. It did. <laughs> we'll put a pin in it and we'll come back to it. Maybe, you know, we'll do a bonus episode where we actually, you know, give the review of it or maybe it'll be on your live stream or, or whatever sure. where we actually, mm-hmm. you know, break it down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm comfortable with, with waiting on this, but if I had to give overall first opinions, I would say... It it's pretty good, yeah. Not not I, maybe I, not even pretty good. I just feel like I was gonna give the nose alone a four point five. Yeah, I think the nose is the nose was out of this world. Yeah, I did really enjoy the nose. The rest, I don't know. I'm in value would probably also be the lowest, but 
But it's like, I don't know. You have to pay for exceptional whiskey, right? So you do. Who's to say? Was this about 130 again? Well, I thought it was closer to 100 I thought it was normally like around $120, $130. Didn't you get a bottle? Yeah, but it was with two other bottles. Uh, so he can't remember okay. how it I paid. Up. I just paid the bulk. I thought it or was the, like 120 also. 120 Yeah. It may be up to 130 nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> this website says that it's two thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't think that's right. That's insane. Oh, that's the one thirtieth. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey Chad, there's a oh no, it's gone. I think I have a signed one thirtieth that's unopened. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> no, Chad. But no. I love it. I love yeah. it. I would never do that. One forty. Oh, it's one hundred forty dollars. Yeah, I feel I like was, last year's was 130. I was 120 when we stood in line that first year together. Yeah. So I think it's gone oh. up like ten dollars every year, maybe, yeah. or just about. Just about, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, price would be the place I would ding it the most, but also, like you said, I mean, in an age of limited releases that are all a hundred dollars plus, can you really fault it for being right there with all the other? you know, premium limited releases. Like, no, you really can't. Especially when we're, when just this episode, we were talking about Parker's heritage at 150. We mentioned yeah. the uh, wild Turkey masters keep cornerstone at 175. Right. This one at 140 is actually the lowest. Yeah. <sighs> no, I'm second guessing everything. Oh, man. don't do that. We're not going to do episode 100. It ends in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> it's over. Just couldn't do it. No, I I am starting to agree with you, Sarah. I do want a little bit more time. I just need this. more time with it. It is. I, I can tell that there is a like, not that there wasn't a lot going on with the Parker's heritage, but for me, it was just easier to read. And again, Chad, I don't know if that's because we've had multiple pours or what the deal is. I can tell that there's a lot going on here and I know that there are things in there that I like and I can identify those things and I can definitely identify the things that I don't like. However, I could see with the water where it's got a lot more potential Yeah. and instead of just giving you a flat, oh, I think it deserves a 15 or a 14.5 right now, I think that I would actually like to provide a more helpful answer. Sure. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, you know, I agree. Instead of just I like totally throwing agree. up some number to you because I think that I have to right now, like I'm just going to take the time that I need. So you can be patient. <laughs> I and mean, that was, that well, was a, a collective that will happen after this. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely good. I think so too. Yeah. But as far as like final stamp of approval, not quite ready to give it just yet. All right. Kind of ended with a dud there but nah well, no I, I, that's what i'm afraid of is that people will think oh well they think it's bad because they won't give a score no 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 i i think that this is a good indication of how whiskey tasting should go is that you know i agree don't don't expect that you're gonna love everything right off the bat or hate everything right off the bat it invites you to take time with it yeah. it invites you mm -hmm. to savor it and really understand what it is that you enjoy mm -hmm. about it or dislike and so this is just kind of us putting that into action yep and so we'll, we'll reconvene at some point sure. here yeah. soon i think revisiting things is one of the most important parts of doing something like this of yeah, just like tasting and reviewing is mm -hmm. like you've got to go back to things even if it's like oh i hated that Go back to it again. Maybe you might not. I mean, if Chad had never revisited Wild Turkey that he didn't, 101 that he did not like go. initially, 
we would never have found a favorite staple for mm-hmm. our house. Like, absolutely. You know, I, I think that it's important. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So, come back another time for us to <laughs> let you know what we're Thank you. Come again. Really want to, yeah. Thanks. But we ain't done yet. Oh. It's the segment that Chad always forgets about tips and bits. I remembered this time. Oh, Ooh, I've got did one. Did you? Oh, really? Yeah. Me too. Okay. Y'all go ahead then. Um, my tips and bits is going to be a podcast that you can find on Spotify. I was talking to Chad about this yesterday. It's called Hidden Brain. Okay. Uh, someone at work was telling me about it and they have a lot of, they've, you know, it's, I mean, I guess an anthology of podcasts where every, I mean, every episode is just like a completely different topic, but it's all about like psychology and ethics and posing issues. Like, why do we do this? When we also do that, it doesn't make sense. So, for example, there's one about um, animals and how we treat them and, like, why do we love some animals, why do we hate some animals, and why do we eat some animals? And, like, how come it's acceptable to feed a mouse to your boa constrictor, but it's not acceptable to feed a mouse to your cat, who also eats mice, but you would never feed a mouse to your cat? And why is that? Um, And it just kind of explores the ethics of, like, why do we have no problem stomping on a spider, but you would not stomp on a, I don't know, a butterfly or, or a mouse or another example, like, or maybe you would, I don't know, but like, you know, there's just like, Hey, don't stomp on butterflies. It poses questions. There's another episode that explores like, um, how people identify, like how, when you identify with things that are same to you. It changed like your perception is definitely changed yeah. when, when you can relate to someone in some way, either they're a part of your group, whether it's gender or race, religion, community, sports like team, sports team, politics. Like a lot of people are saying like, bias. you associate mm-hmm. politics almost as your sports team. And that's why people have gotten yeah. to the point where they're so yeah. like, basically it's like fandom for their side. Because it's part of that; it's become part of their identity, and so to separate themselves for it is to lose a part of their identity, and they can't do it. Anyways, there's just like a lot of really cool things that make you think like that on there. Right. Um, they explore the opioid crisis in one, and like, uh, you know, how how do we respond to safety measures knowing that they're there and can save us? Do we take more risks because we know we're that they're there. Right. And is that a good or a bad reason to have them? So anyways, yeah. there's a lot of really cool topics. It's called Hidden Brain. Uh, you Hidden can, Brain. Okay. Yeah, I think you can find it on iTunes. It's also on Spotify. Um, they've got a lot of episodes. They're about 35 to 45 minutes each. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I've binged like eight of them so far. Nice. Um, just because I'm super interested in all the things that they explore. Nice. So those are that's my tips and bits. Well, well mine isn't as deep as yours but it never is <laughs> it never is um I, I, well, since you did a podcast i'm gonna do a podcast and not that this is hidden to anyone speaking of hidden brains but i've been listening to conan o'brien needs a friend that's a great oh, podcast I love it. yeah yeah it's really good okay. it's really good it's really good i've not heard it yet i mean uh, he he you can tell he gets a lot of his guests that he is actually friends with. So it's interesting to hear how, you know, they go out to dinner with each other and their, and their, uh, um, wives or husbands, depending on the guest. And like, I had no idea that he and Lisa Kudrow were friends since before friends days. Really? And that she was the one who gave him the advice when he was like, I don't know if I should take this talk show gig or not. And she was like, no, 
I've seen it. I know that this is what you're meant. This is what you're meant to do. You need to do this. And he took the Conan gig basically because of Lisa Kudrow, you know, and it's just things like that, that you find out. Um, it, it, it's, it's really good. Tell me that you can't hear Phoebe saying that. Not, not no, I Lisa Kudrow. Oh, and that's what like I pictured Phoebe. when you said Lisa Phoebe. Kudrow yeah. saw it. Yeah. yeah, it was Phoebe it's saw Phoebe. it. Let's be real. It's Phoebe, totally. That's, but that's probably why she was perfect for the part oh, of Phoebe. Oh, absolutely. That's probably very much <laughs> like herself. But my actual tip and orbit is uh, Disenchanted on Netflix. Season, I've not watched it season yet. Season two is now out. It's Really? It's from the maker of uh, makers of The Simpsons and Futurama. It's very much Futurama, basically. Yeah, yeah in, it really... In, I watched... Uh, in a, like, fantasy land. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, is this a Futurama spinoff? He was like, basically. Um, <laughs> I mean, in a fantasy world instead of in space. But if I guess I'm going to give... You got two. I, for going back to me and my deep things, uh, season two of Mindhunter is okay. on Netflix. Okay. Uh, also, back again into this Gary Deep psychological stuff but it's a show about like when they were first discovering what or like analyzing what makes a serial killer what defines that person how do we catch them what's Mm. their um you know oh i know what you're talking about what's their mo why do they do the things that they do where does this stem from like how can we identify them from a lineup of as far as like if we heard we can basically tell you from what they did, what their background. They came from a broken home and they probably had something like this happen to them. And so they've probably committed a crime like this in the past. And so like, how can we pinpoint them? Yeah. Um, but it's a drama. It's really good. Okay. Se- season two. Mindhunter. So light and fluffy, light and fluffy, dark. Dark and dreary, dark, dark and dreary. Dark. Okay. This explains me and Chad. He's like, let's watch a comedy. I'm like, I want to watch a show about murder. <laughs> and I'm like, but cartoons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chad's like, are you watching a murder show again? I'm like, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> like, I'm scared for I'm myself. taking notes. Yeah. Oh. Scared. <laughs> well, have you guys seen Carnival Row yet? No. Oh. That's with Orlando oh, Bloom and uh, Cara Delevingne, yes. right? Oh, right, right, right. It right, is right. good stuff. What's that on? Uh, Amazon. Amazon, okay. Yeah. Uh, we're about halfway through the season, and I didn't know what the show was about until I watched it for the first time. Yeah, I can't really tell. Oh, good. And I really thought that it was just kind of this, um, like, Gangs of New York style yeah. show. Like it, it, it has kind of that vibe. It like it's really grungy, like... like gritty, yeah, dirty. But... Surprisingly enough, there's a fantasy aspect to it as well. Interesting. And I I think that it all it doesn't feel like anything's like shoehorned in. It all feels very organic. Hmm. And I've really been enjoying it. Orlando Bloom is an underrated actor. I on honestly See, now I is, have to watch it cuz I'm like I've always been like Orlando Bloom with the facial expressions. Eh. I mean, he is okay. His facial expressions are a little over the top, but as far as his acting goes, I think it's superb. Cool. I mean, his facial expressions being kind of bleh, made him perfect for Legolas, so. Legolas? That's true. Yeah. That's what true. you see with your elven eyes. It was all in his voice and his like tiny smiles that, <laughs> that you would communicate everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was perfect then. Like Pirates of the Caribbean, I was like, okay, come on, let's perk up. Do something. <laughs> come on, get excited. <laughs> come on. <laughs> But anyways, no, that's a good, I, I saw that preview and I was like, mm, I don't know. What no, that's I don't mean, so with the, with the peri-recommendation, oh, you love her eyebrows, huh? Yeah. 
and her, <laughs> her eyebrows and her eyes. Just her face. Her face is pretty nice. Her face is nice. Her face is nice. Yeah. She has a nice face. You just liked her because she was the witch in uh, Suicide Squad. No, that no, movie. that movie sucked. <laughs> I just wanted to see Chad's face when I accused him of loving that. <laughs> that was the biggest piece of... It, it was bad. It was not good. It was not good. It was not good. But Margot Robbie, though. Margot Robbie, though. I have high hopes. Perry seems unimpressed. I have, I have high hopes I like Margot Robbie. for the new one. For the emancipation the of... Birds of Prey. Birds, Birds of Prey. Of Prey. The yeah. Mirac- What's it called? And the fantabulous no emancipation, emancipation of one Harley Quinn. One no one really knows. <laughs> I do. I just said it. Yeah. <laughs> but no one really knows. You know what I do want to recommend, even though I haven't tried it yet, but I've seen trailers for it? Is un- Untitled oh, Goose okay. Game. What'd you say? <laughs> meth? Like, no. I haven't tried seen trailers for but... meth. No, Untitled Goose Game. What's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. What I that heard is. about this. It is this just just goofy little independent video game where you control a duck and you're basically just causing minor inconveniences. This sounds amazing. Town. Like like <laughs> <laughs> like there's a guy who's bending over to pick up his his newspaper and you like boop him in the butt <laughs> <laughs> and his glasses fall off and you run around and pick up his glasses and you run off with it. And then he's trying to find his glasses. I mean, it's just what it's is just this on? Uh, you can get it on your computer. <laughs> it's fifteen dollars. What's it called again? Untitled Goose Game. Untitled Goose Game. I hear they're going to make it into a movie. Like this, honestly, <laughs> sounds like my perfect video game. Like, it, how can I just irritate people? <laughs> it looks, but it looks so pure and so just. I would get so much joy from it, and it's so funny because within about. 15 seconds of watching the trailer there's not a whole lot that happens but then you kind of get this feeling that oh he's gonna mess with this dude <laughs> and like he's locking people like in gardens and, like, <laughs> well i know what i'm doing just, when we leave he's here just, he's just a little dick like there's yeah. no other way to put it yeah like he's just being which a is why it's perfect for me <laughs> yeah no, I've heard about this. It's, no you can you can you can put a guy's rake in the middle of a lake or something <laughs> Uh, Perry I have to say I think this was the best tips and bits that we as a group have ever had I think so too yeah yeah very Mm -hmm. good it it had its highs and its lows Mm -hmm. I brought the lows so (laughs) you brought the uh the serious and depressing well some of us need that (laughs) yeah I guess anyway thanks everybody for listening to episode 99 of this is my bourbon podcast Chad and Sarah Mm -hmm. (sighs) y'all have been here since the beginning yeah Thank you all so much. Ground for, floor for all mm-hmm. of this. I mean, it it, it has really been um, We're so proud. a pleasure. For, thank you, but it it's really been a pleasure for me to have you guys along for the ride. And um, I mean, not that this is over <laughs> by any means, but like we're just getting started. You know, oh, we got a lot more planned for the next hundred and mm-hmm. the next two years. But um, <clears throat> it sounded like I was about to cry in a. I told myself I wasn't gonna cry. No, I I really do appreciate all the support and everything that you guys have given over the past couple of years, and um, it's been fun. And it's been fun to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. watch and so, listen and listen. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like we've got a good. Uh, I don't know what's that word called. Simpatico synergy. Synergy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Never talk yeah. bad about synergy. Rapport. Lemon. No, we've got that. <laughs> Yep. 
like yeah. what you shared with us tonight, we haven't tasted yet. And hopefully yeah. the next time you come over, we'll have things for you. And it's, it's great. It's all about. Sharing is caring is what I heard. So Indeed. I heard it once or twice as well. If people want to find you guys, and I'm sure that they already know where to do that, but if they don't, where yeah. can they? It's pretty much all. It's Bourbonite. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is the real place to follow. It's mm-hmm. at It's Bourbonite. Um, whiskeyambitions.com is our merch store. Mm-hmm. Where you can, uh, we we uh, should now have the bourbon uh, America's Only Native Spirit shirt. The sizes back Back, back in up, there, back in stock, back, yeah. Back, back in there. Um, uh, there's Facebook, obviously. There's, yeah, there's Facebook. There's and Patreon. Yep, Patreon.com. Slash. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were gonna do it in stereo. People like it when that happens. Fine. <laughs> uh, and that's that's it. Well, YouTube well, is the big say, place. YouTube.com. Actual slash channel. Yeah. I have nothing to add. Okay. <laughs> We oh. do a little podcast, but it's only on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Drink More Bourbon podcast. The, the Drink More Bourbon podcast. Which I, so. you, you Maybe said that. Maybe we should just call this the Drink More, oh, sorry, never mind. What? What? Nothing. No. Oh, she has, she has pulled back from it. Okay. It's okay. an idea, but it's off topic, so I'm just going to reserve that for Okay. Later. Fair well. enough. <laughs> We're next. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening now through 99 episodes of this show. Uh, if you want to stay tuned next week for the good stuff, yeah, stop. <laughs> Do you guys want to sit in for that too? No, I mean I don't have enough microphones. No, there will be too okay. many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, we'll just be in the corner yelling at the mic. <laughs> Everyone will just be sitting quietly while Chad does impressions and songs. <laughs> I mean, after a few bourbons, probably. Where do you get a guitar from? <laughs> Is that a djembe? <laughs> playing the drums and the guitar at the same time. I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed. It's <laughs> <laughs> eating a whole wheel of cheese. <laughs> Hmm. No, nah, but if you want to follow up with us on social media, it is at my bourbon pod on all social media channels. Uh, if you would like to send us questions or comments, you can send them to this my bourbon shop at gmail.com as Chad almost breaks a glass. Wow. <laughs> wow. Please leave us a five star rate and review on iTunes. That really does help us find new listeners and get the show to new eyes as well. It is super easy if you are on the Apple Podcast app. Um, all you have to do is just swipe down a little bit and then you get to the review section and then take it from there. It really does help us out. We really do appreciate it. Uh, you can find all of our apparel and merch at bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, we are going to be having a 100 episode anniversary sale going on here soon. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. If you're not yet a part of our Facebook group, it is, uh, this is my bourbon group. So just go to facebook.com, search for that. There's just a couple of questions uh, to get you in there. These two are a part of it as well. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We get to hang out and talk about different bourbon topics and things that are going on with the show. And then last but not least, patreon.com slash podcast For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron of the show. That really does help us out. I know that a dollar a month doesn't really sound like very much. Uh, but we really do appreciate it. There is a lot of work and uh, planning and all that that goes into making this show happen. And, uh, you know, we don't want to stop uh, after episode 100. We don't want to stop after two years. And uh, the support from you guys is a big part of what keeps this show going. There is, of course, no pressure uh, to support the show if you cannot do that. But any and everything that you can give to us does help a whole lot. <sighs> 
I don't know how to end this one because I'm like, peace. I'm, <laughs> later. Just drop the mics. I, I'm just, uh, I'm so excited for next week, and it, it's going to be big. It's going to be crazy and different. And Triple there, digits. There are surprises that are coming along the way, and um, you, you guys aren't going to want to miss it. So, cheers to episode 99. Cheers to Chad and Sarah. It's Bourbon Night is now married. I got 99 problems, but. Bourbon it's ain't bourbon one. Bourbon ain't one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for hanging out for this episode. Thank Thanks you, for Barry. having us. You're so welcome. Well, I will see you next week for episode 100. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my Bourbon Podcast. So you don't have to do bourbon gymnastics. And then I get to see the kitties and the puppies. Yeah. So it's like we're laying right outside that door. <laughs> <laughs> Reset. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs>